Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entirety of the internet. Go there right now, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Kadron, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, it's been a day. I don't know. It's not really been that eventful, but there was an event on it, I guess. There was an event. We are coming up to the NBA trade deadline, which means chances are you're coming up to your own fantasy league trade deadline. Uh, Usually those coincide pretty well. Um, Before we talk about the current trades, maybe the lack of trades, Tyler, when do you like to set your trade deadline in your leagues? Like, what's ideal for you? Um, well, now that the trade deadline's like after All Star Weekend, I kind of like it just like during All Star Weekend or just like the Monday after All Star Weekend. That that way, like, you got to kind of break from games and you can get through your trades, and then you're ready for the playoffs. Yeah, NBA the NBA trade deadline. I feel like what a few years. I don't remember when it was, but a few years ago. There was all, I think it was like Boogie, like got traded during the game or something like that. Or just like, there was a lot of, everybody was asking everyone, all the All-Stars, when are they going to get traded, if they're going to get traded. And it was like really annoying to the players. And they moved that trade deadline ahead of the All-Star game. We got the big All-Star event coming up. We're going to be doing a twitch.tv slash watching the boxes live All-Star fantasy celebration. We'll be doing our usual all-star awards so check out twitch.tv slash watching the boxes we're gonna be doing that in the next week or so um but yeah the trade deadline is february 10th so it used to be after the all-star break i like to have the my trade deadline at least two weeks after the trade deadline i think that's a good place for it yeah i mean you gotta you gotta give it some time to see what happens i also I'm okay with like the last day of the regular season being the trade deadline in, in some leagues. I've played with that. I actually kind of like it because it helps you if like someone gets hurt unexpectedly, you can kind of make a move and reshuffle your roster all the way until the playoffs start. Yeah, I think that's I think that's perfectly fine. Like that doesn't bring any too much of like an advantage. Like you just gotta be careful as if your tra- if your trade deadline is closer to the playoffs to be uh, have a good commissioner as always um, and be able to sniff out any nonsense trades. I mean, we certainly on this podcast do not encourage sham trades, cheating um, and other tomfoolery and nonsense before the playoffs, but other people Tyler are very, very capable and very, very guilty of doing such things, uh, which is a very, you know what? I think you're banned for life in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, there's just no need for that. Absolutely. Um, so come, let's talk about the trades that happened. We are coming already to week 17. Uh, hopefully your league and most leagues week 18 will be the two weeks before and after that all-star breaks. So we're coming in to that all-star weekend. I'm very excited about, um, you know, all the Bulls who will be playing, all seven, seven to eight Bulls who are All-Stars this year playing in the All-Star game, the All-Starting Five, 
Are they all all five bulls got starting roles, right? In the all-star game. I haven't been following very closely, Tyler. Um, no, but that, that East is shaping up uh, pretty crazily. So the question is, do the bulls finish first or, or in the play-in? Yeah. Uh, well, what do you mean? Like in the play-in for the playoffs? Yeah. Like both are like any of those teams in the East. I feel like there there's eight games separating first and 10th. And yeah, it's not if we're lot. talking, if we're talking just the play-in spots, it's down to four and a half. So literally the bulls and the heat are tied at the top right now on Sunday and the, the Raptors are four and a half games back and they're in seventh. Yeah. A, uh, a bad stretch for, or an unlucky stretch, even for any of these teams, that's a good point. And they could, you could go from first to the, to the play. And I don't think the bulls are capable of such tomfoolery, but you never know. Uh, but my all-star ballot had all, all five Chicago bulls. And then I tried to put some bulls on the Western ballot and they wouldn't let me, um, and then I, uh, I was very unhappy about that. Um, I do think uh, Diz Jones Jr. No, Derek Jones Jr. Who's Diz Jones Jr.? Derek Jones Jr. Should have been in the so All-Star you, What game. you're saying is you not only voted for Bulls, but you voted for made-up players, apparently. I did. <laughs> I, I made up some players and put them in my ballot. Um, I'm excited about that. Like I said, I'm excited about the All-Star game. I like what they're doing with the, the tournament for the rise uh, the rising stars uh, they're having kind of like a like a some g league players in there as well and there's going to be kind of like a well there's not a, really they're not game really tournament g, g league players they're just g league ignite players so they're part of that team that basically they're the guys who could be drafted next season so we got rookies we got sophomores and we got guys soon to be drafted yeah i think all, all overall very 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 cool uh but, but like we said before that here comes the trade deadline. So I want to talk about the trades that have already happened, the trades that we think are going to happen, and then talk about some um, some of your trade deadline, like fancy basketball trade deadline questions that some of our listeners uh, might Here's have. Here's the question. There. Best player that gets traded at the trade deadline. Ooh. Now that, I mean, that goes right into, is, is James Harden going to be traded? And I, I'm going to say no. Is James Harden the best player that gets traded? If he does, if he gets traded, yes. Have you watched a lot of James Harden this year? Ooh, uh, I've watched a, no because I've been watching somebody better. His name's Dejounte Murray. Shots fired. Bum, 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 bum. I mean, uh, so James Harden could potentially get traded. He could potentially be the best player to get traded, but James Harden has not looked like James Harden. Mm-mm. And so um, there's, there's that to be said. And, and Philly, I mean, man, Philly trades for James Harden. That defense could be brutal. It'll be a fun team. Well, actually, has Harden ever been on a fun team to watch? So Harden can't do his Hardenness anymore. So, like, it's so potentially his teams could be more fun now. Like he can't just dribble the ball out anymore and just drive past everyone. He, like, I mean, there's numerous, you pull up numerous clips of him just not being able to do it. Yeah. I mean, all it takes is really a half a step lost and you, you become a different player and Harden's game was both that and flailing around trying to get free throws. And there was a tons of hilarious clips of him trying to do that at the beginning of the season and just, like almost embarrassingly bad, like somehow worse than in the past when you'd be like, oh, come on, man. Like 
you can't really do that. Now you actually cannot do that. Um, and he, you like, want to hear a crazy it, stat? Instead of well, like instead of trying to get better at like drawing fouls or finishing, he instead tried to flop worse. And I don't. That was the wrong. Like, why would you use that as your strategy? Well, that's that's debatable. But he is averaging more free throws per game than he did last year. He's up to eight. He was seven point three last year. Now, Impressive. In his Houston heyday, he was around eleven. That is true. I don't think Harden gets traded, though. I don't think Simmons gets traded either. That's my point, I guess, is I, I think the best player that gets traded might be Norman Powell. I don't think the best player already got traded. Although Norman Powell is, is an underrated player in, in some respects. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. I think I, I, I made this prediction before. I think we see a kind of uh, an une- a very unexpected trade on deadline day. And I think that might be the best player that gets traded. Yeah, um, I, I think you're right. I think we will see something unexpected, but like, but I don't I see a it's... lot of like what I, I would quote call quote stars get traded. Like maybe Jeremy Grant gets dealt, maybe John Collins, but I doubt John Collins even gets dealt after the Hawks have kind of gone on a little run here. Yeah. So like the best players that get traded are could be Norman, like Norman Powell and Robert Covington, who are both already traded, and Karis Levert could be three of the top five players traded. Yeah, definitely. And let's um let's talk about the trade. I feel like there's gonna be a weird trade like Kevin Love goes somewhere like oh yeah I forgot about Kevin Love. Um but let's talk about that first trade. Uh Norman Powell and Robert Covington to the LA Clippers for Bledsoe, Justice Winslow and uh, some guy named Keon Johnson who uh was definitely in the NBA plus a second round draft pick to Portland Tyler, you said Portland was a, you know, with Dame's injury and the, you know, CJ being out for a little while and uh, the West being so highly competitive. We Both of us kind of said, like, wouldn't it make sense for them to kind of blow it up, fall into the lottery, make sure they get a decent chance at the top pick uh, with the fact that they won't be able to compete? Anyway, like even if they were healthy, it would just be kind of like a has they've always been kind of like a middle tier uh, or low tier playoff team, and this is this move kind of signals like yeah we're we're throwing it in. Yeah, I mean it it was a surprising return for me because I mean I thought it was a little light for two quality rotation players, right? We talk about Covington slipped a little bit in the last couple of years and. Norman Powell's not a great defender, but like he can still score like 18 points a game. So to give up one second round pick and, and Keon Johnson, who we can talk about for a second, if you want. Um, and then basically, I mean, I, I don't think the Blazers have any interest in Bledsoe or Justice Winslow. Like that just made the salaries work. Yeah. I was actually a little shocked with the um, kind of the, 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 the scant return that uh, Portland got. I'm definitely trying to get some salaries out of uh of portland but like they, they must I, I don't like, know there's yeah. some contenders man there's some contenders out there that uh specifically like I, norman powell and robert Covington going to the bulls that's a fun that's like a really fun team yeah i mean uh I, they must really like keon johnson right who was first round pick um in the 2021 draft he got taken 21st overall it's like um i'll give you this stat if you're ready for it yeah um he's played more than 12 minutes in six games this season he's had a steal in five of those six games. Interesting. Um, he's also in the only game he's played more than 16 minutes. He scored 15 points in 17 minutes. 
All right. Well, yeah, I guess uh, someone to look like keep an eye on, right? Because what is Portland going to do with their um, the second half of the season? A, a, a tanking teams are known to give extra minutes to their younger guys in order to boost, uh, give them some confidence, boost their stuff. Uh, do you see any like kind of like, you know, here in the future, do you see Keon Johnson maybe getting some time in Portland? I mean, we'll see how how deep the rebuild goes. I mean, they're reportedly shopping McCollum, and I don't think Lillard's going to come back and play this year. So if they blow it up completely, like, I think you could definitely see Keon Johnson playing some real minutes, and we'll see. I mean, like, those are all small sample size numbers, right? So, like, it's obviously a very limited sample of games, and the Clippers were pretty banged up themselves, and Keon Johnson wasn't really playing. So, um yeah. They, I, I mean, I don't know if everybody – I know everybody – well, I know the trade went through because Justice Winslow did play for Portland, but uh, Keon did not, um, and we have not seen Norman Powell nor Robert Covington take the court for the Clippers. Uh, Robert Covington, very – we poured one out for beautiful Bob here uh, a handful of weeks ago, and, uh, you know, the scoring for Bob Covington has been just really – so sporadic that it's like it's really hard to you know roster a guy outside of like i'd say you know larger leagues especially deeper leagues definitely want to roster a guy who's getting you know over still over block a game but you know someone who's averaging like seven points a game it's such a detriment to uh that stat you really have to make up for it elsewhere though the almost one and a half blocks and one and a half steals uh that's that is uh, definitely something roster of all. Oh yeah, I got no issues with Grosser and Robert Covington. Um, but I think his minutes go down here, and and I know he's been lately. He's been playing more minutes, right? But he's been playing thirty minutes uh, this season, and I, I I think that that goes down in LA. Yeah, for sure. Um, they just got. I mean, they got Marcus Morris. They got Batum. They got Terrence Mann, who they're going to give some minutes to. They got Luke Kennard. Like, he's just not going to give as many minutes. Norman Powell might be their number one scorer, though, for the rest of the season. Yeah, if they were intelligent, right, uh, they would. But they're also tanking, right, as, as they should because of all their uh, injured players. Well, no, they're not tanking. They, they, look like, they look like they're tanking. <laughs> well, they're not tanking because they don't have their first one pick. So why tank? Yeah, that's a great point. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to build a, a team that they think can compete when Kawhi and Paul George come back next year. Um. Paul George may or may not play this year. I, I mean, I think th- – did you catch the Tyrone Lee let out of the bag that Kawhi wasn't playing? I did not see that. Uh, I, I just assumed he wasn't. Uh, yeah, so uh, you guys can look up this interview probably. Um, he was talking after their game against the Lakers, and he was like he, – he made a, a comment, and I won't try to quote him here, but he basically made a comment that Kawhi wasn't going to play, and then he tried to walk it back a little bit. But Whoops. Uh, I think that was pretty telling. Yeah, and if you're out there and you were banking on Kawhi playing this year, I, you have some, you have the uh, some incredible faith. Uh, I'm very impressed. I'm not um, going to encourage that kind of faith, but I'm impressed. I'm not mad. I'm the I'm impressed. Uh, Kawhi Leonard definitely like. There's just no sign he was going to play this year. And then with Paul George, there's also no sign he's going to play this year. With Dame, so, there's no sign he's going to play this year. And I don't know why either, all three of them, I don't know why they would play this year. What's the point? The moment he made that Kawhi comment, he said that 
Um, Paul George has another MRI. On, I believe it was the 25th. It's Ooh. the 20-something of this month. Um, and uh, they're basically going to decide if it's healing or not and then what they're going to do going forward at that brutal. point. So, um, Absolutely brutal. So, yeah, he's definitely not going to play before the end of this month, and he's probably not going to play at all. That'd be my wager. If you are desperate, maybe throw like your bottom tier players at someone who has Paul George. Uh, see if they maybe if they get something back for him, maybe you get lucky. But quite frankly, all three of those guys, uh, you know, they hang out in your IR. Maybe if you, I would try to get rid of them for something. If you're in a redraft league, uh, just get rid of them for really anything in the top 100. Just go for it. Yeah, might as well. I trade for Norman Powell. Yeah, absolutely. I trade for Norman Powell. Um, I like I said, if they are smart, they will be playing Norman Powell. I am yet to see how smart this team is going to be. Right? They need um, they need a two man something bad. I mean, your coffee has been starting for them. Yes. Who has had a nice little stretch there? But his, that stretch definitely over for coffee. Uh, I would uh, pick up Norman Powell if he's on your waiver. He should not be on your waiver because he's a top one hundred player. And um, yeah, see if you could trade for him uh, on the on the cheap. Um, for uh, coming back the other way to Portland, Eric Bledsoe, more minutes. Do, do I care? Maybe not. Probably not. I mean, we saw him have the opportunity to play a bunch of minutes in LA, didn't we? And he just, I mean, he, he gets you 1.3 steals a game, which is good, 4.2 assists, which is good, but less than 10 points, bad percentages. Like, it's just not, it's not something I want. And, I just don't think he can play much more than like 25 to 28 minutes a game. Like he just, he, his body won't hold up. On him. Yeah. I don't think he's got it. Maybe he'll have the occasional like stream fun, good time game. But other than that, um, I wouldn't pick him up at all. Let's talk about the other trade. Uh, this one actually, I'm, I'm a little shocked. Uh, Karis Levert to the Cavs, uh, which, you know, for the Cavs, great, great grab uh, for Ricky Rubio, who's, pretty much out for the rest of the year and like how many how many first round draft picks tyler three uh two first round picks and a second round pick okay three picks two first round no picks. one first round pick and two second round picks okay sorry, that's a lot better i thought it was three first round picks i was like holy shit that's 2022 terrible. here's the picks if you really want to know let's hear them. uh 2022 second round pick via miami uh is going with karis lavert to Cleveland for Cleveland's 2020 lottery protected first round pick, 2022 second round pick via Houston, and a 2027 second round pick via Utah. So they gave oh. back a pick, Indiana did, from Oof. the Heat. And then they got three picks. They got first and two seconds. I, um, yeah, I don't, I don't like that trade for Indiana at all, unless they know something about Chris Levert that I don't. But um, Chris Levert, Definitely uh, the best player traded here. Uh, though, we, though we love Ricky Rubio. R- if you're Rubio. if you're excited about the trade deadline or want to get excited, Woj just just tweeted uh, shortly after the trade. This is likely the start of a dramatic trade deadline makeover for the Pacers. Miles Turner and Demontis Simonis are among the key players who remain in trade talks. So interesting. Um, I, I think Ian Begley said it best the other day when he said. Uh, if Woj reports my wife is divorcing me, I'm going to start packing my bags. Um, so, uh, it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Indiana definitely on the uh, what are we doing here uh, list of, of teams. 
but the team that has actual assets like Miles Turner, like Dante Sabonis, I would be incredibly surprised if they move both of them. But I think moving one of them, they've been trying to do that for like three or four years at this point. Well, and the Pacers just at some point they got to pick a lane, right? Like they've had this roster for a bit now, right? A year and a half. And it's just, it's not winning and the guys keep getting hurt. And so, I mean, do you how how much do you blow it up? I mean, they obviously can't trade Malcolm Brogdon because he signed that extension. Um, but I, I think at this point you just kind of start over for them. Like it's just that they're just not they're not good. Yeah, they're not. I mean, uh, Sabonis is young. I would probably hold on if I were them. I would hold on to Sabonis and build around him. He's yeah, but but so here's the 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 reason to trade Sabonis now. I'm not saying that they will, but here's the reason. The market is so dry. No one is selling right now. And there's a lot of teams that want to buy. True. So now maybe the moment where, yeah, Sabonis is a two-time All-Star, but can you get a superstar return for him? Can you get three first-round picks and a couple swaps? Yeah. Can you get two first-round picks and a couple swaps? Can you get Oklahoma City's 17 first-round picks for Donovan Sabonis? Maybe. But- Right. And so that's that that would be the kind of deal if I'm the Pacers, I would I would keep Sabonis too, unless someone came to me with the superstar offer. And then like, I mean, is Sabonis one of the 10 best players in the NBA? I don't think he is. Uh, pro- no, he's a great piece on a great team. I think he can be the second best player on, on, on a winning team, a championship team, even um, if they play around how he likes to play like he is such a versatile guy like he when you see turner out and they run the offense through him he turns into like a lebron light when it comes to stats right not when it comes to playing style but when it comes when it comes to stat lines like you can run your offense through him he is a great passer yeah and i mean he's good like so I, i'm not i'm not hating on him by any means i'm just saying like the reason for the pacers to trade him now would be this might be the best offer you could ever get yeah and that makes a lot of sense uh the real loser in this trade of course is ricky rubio going to yet another incredibly mediocre city in the nba one of these days ricky we are going to get you to a real city well, in america so, so you can experience so is rubio ever it doesn't gonna, have gravy on it is ruby rubio ever even going to go there right he's on an expiring deal he tore his acl so he's out for the year I'm not sure Ricky Rubio ever even like goes to to Indiana. He might never play a game in a Pacers jersey. Well, I'm assuming not. Unless he's going to resign with them because he's a free agent this summer, and um, we're going to get you to a real city next season, Ricky. We're going to do it. Pray for Ricky Rubio, everybody. Pray good thoughts. Let's get him to an actual city with public transport. Come on. Uh, come on Ricky Rubio we can do this for you you living in beautiful Spain your whole life and you've spent so much time in the 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 northern tundras of our of our country we can get you to a good city I believe it Um, speaking of going to bad cities Karis LeVert also going to Cleveland nobody goes on vacation in Cleveland but Karis LeVert is going there to work Lots of people are going to be going there here in a minute because that's where the All-Star game is. So yes. if you're going to the All-Star game for your vacation, uh, you're going to be going to Cleveland. 
there was a great uh if you haven't seen it Joakim Noah re repurposing his old quote and uh wishing the Damar and Zach Levine good luck in Cleveland though Noah's still not not going to Cleveland said he's going to be in Mexico instead which is a great choice I'd rather be I'm actually I'm gonna be in Mexico too with Joakim Noah um during that time uh maybe I'll run into him that'd be that'd be very cool uh, but Karis LeVert in Indiana, what do you what do you think about that move? Uh, good for him, bad for him, mediocre for him. I mean, they need the scoring with with Sexton now, so I think he's going to be Karis LeVert. Like he's going to probably get you eighteen points and four rebounds and four assists and a steal and half a block and just be Karis LeVert. I don't really expect anything to to super change for him other than he's going to a new team. Well, I think I'm going to give him a slight bump in value. <laughs> And this is why going from a dysfunctional, we don't know where we're going. We don't know what we're doing team to a, we got a young fun core. We win games is, uh, is much more pleasing to play here. I think that alone gets Karis Levert into a little bit of a better groove, a little bit more consistent groove. Uh, and so I do think he plays a little bit better here in the second half. Uh, that's fair. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We certainly uh, will see. Let's talk about week 17, the week before our two-week all-star break, um, fantasy basketball week. Uh, we got two games only for Houston and Milwaukee. I probably wouldn't play anybody but Giannis um, if you are in a weekly lock league for those two teams. Uh, most everybody's playing three, and uh, we got huge number of games on Tuesday which is a little strange and Saturday. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a fairly standard week. Obviously you got a couple with two games and you don't have as many teams with four games. So pretty much everyone plays three games. Um, yeah. A lot of people, uh, a lot of these teams are avoiding the Super Bowl. I assume that's why everybody moved to Tuesday. Yes. 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 So there's only eight, eight teams that play four times. There's only two games on Sunday and I believe they're both early before the Super Bowl uh, starts. So uh, yeah. So um what, what I think you want to do is this is the perfect week to make a trade, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, streaming like is not going to be as important because no one's playing that many games. Um, and so now as this is a week, you kind of really lock in on your roster and try to figure out, you know, uh, what move you can make uh, to improve. And um, we'll talk about this maybe one more time, right? The, the common fallacy is you have to win the trade. Like you can make your team better and not necessarily like make this home run slam dunk. I traded a top hundred player and got back a top 50 player like maybe your team really needs blocks and so you could trade for a guy who gets a lot of blocks and you might have to trade a top 50 player for a top 50 player but you need the person that you traded for more than you need the person you traded away yeah if you are smart enough to be playing in a roto league this is the 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 time to be playing the game within the game uh, which allows you to make those types of trades that you're talking about tyler where you go, how can I make my team better? And that might mean, oh, I have Clint Capella, but I'm killing everybody in rebounds. Maybe I just give uh, on the cheap Clint Capella to a, uh, to a guy, get a decent player back or a player that boosts me in steals or here and there makes me a little bit better in another category. But technically that guy isn't a better, you know, ranked higher than Clint Capella, but the guy I give Clint Capella to he's going to have rebounds and make a run in that category past 
players that are in front of me dropping their total score, allowing me to catch up. That's uh, why Roto, in my opinion, is the most fun way to play fantasy basketball, because not only are you competing really all season long, but there are extra um, strategies that you can employ to win a league. And it's not just about having the best team, it's about having the best combination of players with against the combination of players that are currently competing for those categories. Uh, it's, it's a similar strategy that you want to take in head-to-head, though. Uh, you want to be able to compete against the people you will find in the playoffs. If nobody in the playoffs is good at steals, maybe you should get some uh, steals guys on your team. Maybe the best guy in rebounds isn't even going to make the playoffs. Great. Then you don't have to worry about rebounds so much. Uh, so I would, I would pay attention right now to how you, your overall standings look, your overall category standings, where can you get better? And also like who's on your waiver wire? Um, a very easy way to get better in my opinion is doing that two for one, uh, getting a, you know, trading away two uh, top 40 players for a top 15 player, getting a guy who, you know, delivers two players worth of stats in one roster spot and bringing some guy off the waiver wire who helps you in categories you need getting that extra streaming spot in a head to head league. Uh, I'm, I, I want to push everyone towards that strategy because I think that will give you a better position because your streamer spots as you get in the playoffs, uh, they should grow. So having that obvious extra streamer spot uh, already is, is just a nice way to prepare for your playoffs. Uh, Tyler, any, I guess, any other advice for the, uh, the listeners out there as, they, as we go into the big long break? Uh, yeah, just have some fun. It's supposed to be fun, you know, uh, be on your toes for the trade deadline and maybe pick somebody up that, you know, gets some added value and, and just, um, and, and you can even try to look ahead too at some of these teams, like, you know, if the Pistons trade Jeremy Grant, who might get a little extra value if this team trades somebody who might get a little extra value, who are you picking up on the Pacers, right? We've seen the Pacers the last couple of weeks, um, without a lot of their better players. So, you know, you can maybe, uh, swing a deal that way. Um, and, and just, get a, a top 100 player right off the waiver wire by uh, thinking ahead a little bit. And, you know, if that if it doesn't pan out, you can always drop that person and stream that spot. Yeah. And, and, and finally, once those te- those that trade deadline settles, right, that's when kind of the weird, the, the weird season happens, right, where you, you, you're uh, suddenly Jackson Hayes is playing 30 minutes and you're like, oh, that guy uh, he's pretty good. Maybe, maybe I should have him on my team if he's going to start and play. 30 minutes, which he has in the last three games. Maybe your boy Keon Johnson will uh, start, start playing 30 games. Did you see that uh, Jose Alvarado clip for the, for the Pelicans? That, that made me laugh. I did not. Uh, yeah, so uh, D'Oso Russell's guarding him. He's coming down, he's dribbling the ball into the court, and he just yells out to his teammates, can he shoot? And the guy just goes, I can shoot. <laughs> All right. That's uh, weird shit going on down there in uh, in New Orleans. Um, Josh Hart should be back though, so that's that is nice to all you Josh Hart rosterers out there. Um, rosterers, rosteri, rosteries, um, somethings, whatever, whoever you are. If you got Josh Hart on your team, um, that's fantastic news. Uh, are you there's a couple questions I want to have as we go to the trade deadline. What would you this is the it is coming up on the trade deadline. So what would Tyler do with these players? 
in a redraft league in 2022, only this season, no looking back into the past or future, no predictions, no time machine shenanigans segment. Uh, it's a new segment that we're just starting, Tyler. And my first Wait, question who, Who's sponsoring this segment? Sponsored. Sponsored by um, Coats in Florida. Um, coats in Florida. You don't need them. So stop, stop wearing coats. It's not that cold. Even if it's like 45 degrees, you wear a sweatshirt. You don't need a coat. Um, it's embarrassing. Uh, this the way the South handles uh, snow or any any mildly chilly weather. You're embarrassing at your, yourselves. That is Coats in Florida Incorporated. Tyler. Bradley Beal. A lot of sus feelings coming out of Bradley Beal. Also, let's pour one out for Joe Ingles. Pour one out towards ACL. Really sad. We love you, Joe Ingles. Get better. Get better soon. Come back better. But Bradley Beal, suspiciously unhappy. Well, not suspiciously. Uh, uh, I would say suspiciously injured with his with his wrist injury kind of day in, day out. On top of that, understandably, not happy in Washington. Neither would I be. Not having a year that is worth talking about if you are a Bradley Beal roster, you are not happy that you drafted him in the first round, I assume. What are you doing with this guy coming to the trade deadline? Is he going to play again? And if he does, so what? That's a good question. You know, what do you do with him? Um, I think, you know, I think he's, I think he's going to play again. Um, when that's, that's a tougher question. Um, how good is he when he plays? That's another tough question. Um, all reports suggest the Wizards are going to try to upgrade at the trade deadline um, in hopes of keeping Bradley Bill, um, who can opt out of his contract and be a free agent this summer. Um, I, I would say he plays. I would say he plays well when he plays. I would say he's probably not going to play a ton down the stretch. Yeah, I feel like that. That stretch, especially playoff time, Bradley Beal might just be sitting, might just not be playing at all. And I think if you can get, you know, 80 cents on the dollar for Bradley Beal, which should be pretty good 80 cents, like Bradley Beal considered a top 20 player, even though like he's not playing like a top 20 player this year, he's still, he's got that name value. He's got that skill, still considered a top 25 player to a lot of managers out there. You know, if you can get back a, a Devin Booker, a Drew Holiday for Bradley Beal, or just kind of, you know, improve your team with someone who is consistently available. Um, and I would say this goes for any of these injured guys, like they, like we talked about earlier, Dame, Paul George. Uh, Kawhi's been on all year, so I don't think you're going to get too much. But these guys who are like, oh, maybe they'll play again this year. If you can get if you can get Desmond Bain for one of those guys or uh, shit, Gary Trent Jr. for one of those guys, uh, Mike Connolly, go for it. Oh, I would trade Dame for uh, – let me think of a player that I would trade Dame for that would probably surprise some people. I would trade Dame for Nick Batum right now. Oof. Man, brutal. Yeah, I mean, like if that's the best offer I can get, it's probably not the best offer I can get. But, like, 
Nick Batum is going to be an important piece for the Clippers the rest of the season. Like they have no reason to tank. They're going to try to be in the play-in. Like those teams at the bottom of the West are that are going to miss the play-in are not that good. So the Clippers might still make it even without their two best players. Like, I don't think Dame plays a second. So if that's the best offer I can get, I'll take it. All right. Keeping with the theme of injured players, Tyler, what would you do with Lonzo Ball coming to the trade deadline? Uh, Lonzo's out for how many more weeks? Probably three to five, right? Four. Oh, six to eight. So, so four to five. oh, no, it four. took him a while to have surgery, so it is still six or so. Okay, six, six more weeks. So, I mean, what we're at the we're definitely in the playoffs by that point, right? That is playoff time, yeah, and probably a slow ramp up, too. Um, that's a good question. I think I would trade him pretty pretty low too. I think I'd take 75 cents on the dollar. Yeah, and then since you know uh Lonza will play in the playoffs, should be a little bit more intriguing to a playoff team to say, hey, like mm, I see you got some decent players that you uh, that are hanging around on your bench because you're the top team, you're the second best team. How about I get some of those decent players and you get a, a, a nice piece to sit in your IR that will come back in the playoffs? Could come to bite you if you end up making the playoffs and playing that team in the first round. But making the play, you got to make the playoffs to win the playoffs. Simple as that. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think Lonzo played well enough that you could probably get somebody that, uh, I mean, he was the, he's the 31st ranked player in per game value. So could you get, could you get, could you get Gordon Hayward? Could you get Mike Conley? Could you Maybe. get Marcus Smart even? Someone like that? I'd do that. Yeah. Those are all those are all very good players that can play right now on your team instead of having another guy in your IR, which has probably your IR has probably been abused and is continuing to be abused as it has been all season long. A couple more guys I want to um, get your feedback on in this brand new segment, Tyler. Trade deadline centric segment lebron james i've heard of that guy he's uh one of the uh, better known players in the league uh plays for a los angeles uh, basketball team i've heard of that team yep yeah um he has been carrying the lakers all season long he's putting together one uh, incredibly impressive statistical season and he has not. And once Anthony Davis came back, he went on um, knee sore vacation, which uh, we've seen before. We've seen uh, LeBron James mysteriously disappear for two to three weeks, um, get those platelets back in his knees or whatever he's whatever he's doing in Germany with Dirk, and come back actually looking pretty good. Uh, what do you think, LeBron? Top three player this year. Is he still a top three player by the end of the season? I think now is the perfect moment to trade LeBron if you have LeBron. Like, could I trade LeBron for Trey Young and Marcus Smart for Trey Young and Gordon Hayward? Like, probably. I think, you, I think you probably could. And I think I'd rather have those two pieces instead of that one piece because I'm not sure that Trey Young's not better than LeBron going down the stretch. The Hawks, if they're going to make the playoffs, they're going to have to have uh, a heck of a comeback here. Yeah. And so Trey Young is going to be pushing all out to make that happen. And then you get another, you know, kind of top 50, top 60, top 70 player. I would do that for LeBron. 
Yeah. Could you move him for Carthony Towns? Probably. I would do that. I would do that. I would definitely do that. I love Carthony Towns. I don't think though that you need to make like a, a one for one here. I would try no. to make two for one. Like LeBron has been so good. Could I get? Uh, let's see here. Could I get? Probably not Giannis because like Giannis is like kind of right around that top ten, but he's probably uh, a little too big of a name. Could I get Fred Van Vliet and? Chris Middleton? Yeah, maybe. I'll give you LeBron. Like most people would be like, oh, dude, LeBron, I get LeBron. And I think I throw Fred Van Vliet and Chris Middleton. I'd do that. Right. And I think you can, what are we more value from Middleton and, and Van Vliet than you are from LeBron? Yeah. If I have kind of like a shallow team, but I have LeBron, because that's just the way the draft ended up. Maybe you're in an auction league, uh, auction draft league. Um, I would move LeBron. Maybe you can get a nice little hole. Maybe get Jajante Murray. Get Tobias Harris back, maybe get Chris Paul in there. I mean, if you can get a haul back for LeBron, now's the time. Certainly, now is the time to do it. Yes, yes, I, yes. But I, I do think he comes back here in about a couple of weeks. LeBron um, is and, playing right now. Is he? Yes, sir. Oh, he played. Uh, he the other played night. on Thursday night. Yes, yeah. he played the other he, night. He's playing right now. Um, he is also playing in tonight's game. Look at him. Already back from his flight to Germany. Um. But to say LeBron plays the rest of the season is uh, questionable at best. Yes, considering, yeah, that was his first game back against the Knicks last night. Uh, had himself a little uh, fucked around and got a triple-double. No big deal. Um, that's what happens when you take a little time off. The legs seem to be good as new. All, all those white new white blood cells in there, Tyler, just really really helps yeah and i mean he's he's ready and uh they benched uh russell westbrook in the fourth quarter of that game which uh made some headlines yeah and um if you've seen what russell westbrook played the last i don't know like three years you i'm not surprised they're benching him in the fourth quarter man like we talked about from the beginning like it's just such a strange fit it's just such it's to build a team around Westbrook, and, and I don't think you can like win the championship with that team, but like to be successful and make the playoffs, I think you have to kind of build the team around Westbrook. And the Lakers are not built around Russell Westbrook, so it's just a it's just an it is odd watching them play at any time. And it was even odder when LeBron wasn't playing because there was a lot of your turn, my turn basketball, and, and just yeah, it was weird, All right. Well, let's weird let, experience. Let's stay on that thread. Going to the trade deadline, you got Russell Westbrook. What are you doing? <laughs> losing, uh, losing the league. Yeah, I, I, I don't have. I mean, Russell Westbrook's ranked one hundred twenty-first right now per game value. Um, I don't think you can. Like, tr- I would trade Westbrook on his name value if I could. If your league is pretty savvy, like. What are you trading Westbrook for? Nothing. Yeah, you're you're looking for the guy who now in, in a head-to-head league, like yeah, you, you could trade for Westbrook and and improve your roster. Like he's giving you good points, rebounds, assists, steals. Every other category is bad, and if you count turnovers, he's one of the worst. But yeah, maybe your team doesn't care about turnovers. Maybe your team really doesn't care about free throw percentage. Uh, if yeah, so, punting percentages like Westbrook's still a monster, man. Yeah. And I think that's what you got to do is that you go directly to the guy who's punting 
the percentages. Maybe you're the guy who's putting the percentages and you're happy with Westbrook right now. But you go right to the guy who's putting percentages. If you are putting percentages and turnovers, Westbrook is the 38th ranked player, according to hashtag basketball.com. Maybe you go directly to him and go, listen, you're dumb. I need to explain to you why Russell Westbrook is the 38th ranked player for your build. He's an incredible build. Give me your the middle, like the middle talented player on your team, like whatever the average talent player on your team is, I'll give you Westbrook. Your team is going to get better, but you're going to have to give me something in return that makes me better. And it's a win-win for both teams. That's about the only thing you can do with Westbrook. Not wrong. Well, we got the all-star game coming up. That means we have our all-star or annual all-star awards coming up, Tyler. We are going to be doing those live on twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. So go follow us there or subscribe or whatever you want to do to make sure that you tune in for the all-star awards. We will be, in fact, Tyler, we will be chatting with our listeners during this live show and the listeners that in the chat will be able to make up their own award for the show. So twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. And you can find me at Watch the Boxes if you like the show, rate, review us, or just uh, fly an airplane to my house and give me all your money. That would be the best way to thank us for the show and help support the show. Um, if you are interested in doing that, please get in our DMs at Watch the Boxes at Tyler P. Watts. Stay tuned on Twitch to see us do the all-star show. Maybe I can get Tyler to turn on his webcam. I don't know if he's in a witness protected protection program of some sort. So I don't want to out him. I don't want to dox Tyler. Maybe his name's not even Tyler. I don't know. See, Tyler, he can't even comment on it. It's against the, the court order. Wow. The silence is deafening, Tyler, that you are not allowed to speak about your true identity. So I guess people are just going to have to find out for themselves. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for following us on Twitter. We will catch you next time.